Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the treatment room, everybody. I'm your host, Tessa Zolli, here with my friend, Alyssa Brock, a.k.a. the Illinois Esthetician, owner of Liss Skin Studio. She's a master esthetician, a master hydrofacialist, and a face reality certified expert. I feel like we are in a wrestling ring. Alyssa, welcome to the show, or welcome back to the show, because it's been a wild ride to get here, guys. It's been a journey. Me and Tess have been on a journey today, y'all, and... I'm tired. I need a snack. It went from, you know, we we have traveled long and hard through Zooms, through, uh, you know, audio only, video only. We are... We are here to bring you quality content, and we're putting in this work, honey. And thank you for the intro. <laughs> I do. I know. I said that the first time. I was like, all right, I feel like I'm the wrestler in this corner that you're just announcing into the ring, and I'm ready to fight. She's ready to fight. She's ready for this podcast. Yes. Alyssa, <laughs> I'm so happy that we just, we got to know each other more yes. through all these recordings. Our trials, our trials and tribulations have brought us closer. So thank you for being super flexible. I was telling Tess, I don't even have a laptop, like for business related things. I truly use just an iPad. It's the newest version and I'm obsessed with it. And so I like like it even better than a computer. I know it can't do as much though, but I'm I'd be loving the iPad. No, I know how you feel when you get a new toy. It's exciting. It is. So Alyssa, yes. I'm looking at your beautiful backdrop. You are the owner of your own skin studio now. I've known you for a few years. I've insane. really seen you grow up a lot on Instagram (laughs) and just in general, professionally, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are. How did your love for skincare start? Take us on the journey. I guess I would say um, I was always someone who struggled with knowing what they, where they wanted to end up in life. And I didn't, I wasn't crazy about school throughout high school and all the things from a super teensy tiny town where that was community college was the thing to do. And so I probably always assumed I was going that route. Uh, However, randomly out of left field one day, my manager at the time, I was just in high school working at good old Rue 21. Don't even know if that was ever a thing out in Cali, but it was okay well here in illinois it it was all the rage girl especially in our tiny town and my manager was like i think i'm gonna go to aesthetic school i was i thought she stuttered i said what (laughs) um and i'd never even heard of it before i 
I was like, cool, like, that's awesome for you. And then I just felt, you know, weird because I had no idea what that was and continued on with the night. And I kind of was like, hmm, I love connecting with people. I love <laughs> related things, you know, it was always. <laughs> I, love, I, really like, I want to do that too. Wait, now I was like, <laughs> let me copy you but no she never ended up going so I guess I said bet I'll do it for you and I did it um and I will say without at that time without support the support of my dad I had we had chatted about this earlier super tiny town often means yeah cosmetology anything like that anything but real college, I say that in air quotes, was kind of considered laughable or not really a career or for those that were not smart enough to make it through real college, quote unquote. And my dad was basically, he's my best friend uh, and was, don't even think he really knew what it was at all, still doesn't, bless his soul. Um, but he was like, we're going to make this work. And if this is really what you want to do, let's go. Fast forward years and years down the road. He is my janitor. He comes in on his off days, mops my floors of the studio, helped remodel the entire thing, spent hours. My husband and him spent hours on this place. And so let's just say so from the jump, he was the one that really pushed me and I felt that when I finally did get into the industry and met my now husband he took over that role and said you know what your dad's supportive but watch this and pushed me even further uh believed in me really before I did not only did he push me to apply to a medical aesthetics position uh, that I thought I would never be good enough for. Fast forward, you know, I worked there five years and loved it. So thank God he did tell me to do it. And then, yeah, uh, unfortunately, his father unexpectedly passed last year. And obviously, that is how uh, the studio could come about. It was always a pipe dream until this we came into this and we were like wow i was like we but i always saw that as his money i would never ask to touch that you know i know we're married but still i would never know and one day he's like you have literally been dreaming of that planning that you would do such a better job at x y and z why are you not starting your own place and i'm like because why would i ever ask for that kind of help and he's like you're doing it like I don't care what you say like we're doing this and I was like okay and that is a very sped up short version of how I got into aesthetics slash how I ended up with a studio myself I definitely believe in having a super strong supportive even if it's it doesn't have to be quantity of people believing in you does not matter, but the quantity of it does. And so thankfully that really 
drove me when I thought maybe even I wasn't going to make it in aesthetics. Others believed in me and kind of, you know, saw things before I saw the big picture. They, I guess, they were seeing something I wasn't. And I'm so glad they were because I could not imagine being anywhere else right now. I am so proud of you. I'm so glad you have such a strong support system. And my condolences to your husband's father. I'm so sorry. But he was incredible. This is a big bright spot. And it's not but, and it's not the only one either. There were super awesome things that happened for my husband and his brother too that they never thought would or could because of that. So we try to see it as like mm-hmm. the rainbow yeah. after obviously yes. the, we would undo the storm if we could. But since we can't, there are definite the positives that came out of it are what we try to focus on, definitely. And he is now thriving, going to school full-time as a nurse to become a nurse because of it. His father was in the medical field, so now he's kind of chasing that dream. And, yeah, it it turned out um, – yeah, good things came of it, to say the least. Good things came of it. Yes. That's kind of a power couple. Oh, you can go to school for nursing. You can. Could, could there be like a medical there is, aspect of your business to come? Let's just say he is. Uh, that is the plan beyond the plan. We have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Okay. And take us back because you yeah. had five years at your yes. job where you were working at a medical spa it was sure you learned a ton it was so it was a med spa inside of a plastic surgeon's office and they that was where I when I first started there um almost I was there almost five years and I remember when I first started I was I was only they only had enough the need for a part-time position and I remember even part-time being so bored and without a, you know, that a clientele that I would like be texting or, you know, working on my homework because I, I was like, oh God, all I could get is part-time around here. I went back to school for graphic design. I didn't end up finishing, but I definitely feel that that now that helped my social media in certain ways. And Basically, there's nothing else I can say besides putting in the work because it took years for me to develop a clientele. Everyone always now says, oh my God, you're so, how did you already have a wait list and before you were even open for a month? And it's like, I worked my butt off there at that place and, and it taught, yeah, we were kind of chatting before. Uh, recording about how much it taught me and how much I grew there and one of the biggest things was the amount of people you have to see Uh, and again I don't mean that bad have to but it it forces you to treat all kinds of skin see all different ethnicities do treatments that maybe you never even thought you were interested in or knew a thing about. It really throws you into the deep end, but at least you have 
your coworkers, or at least I hope people, I think maybe I was in a very rare situation. We were extremely, all of us are still extremely close. They've came here for treatments already. Like we all still talk. It's, uh, it was a very tight knit group. So not only did I get friends and kind of a work family out of it, but I learned you, you need that support in the beginning. You need someone holding your hand, honestly, and not everyone. And maybe not to the degree that I needed, but it really benefited me to have someone be telling me, Hey, this is what you should expect. If this if X, Y, and Z happens side effect wise, or say, heaven forbid, if I did do something wrong, or I had a negative client experience, I had people there to help me through it. It was not falling on me solely. I was not to get into like the whole insurance side or go totally left with this, but I was technically practicing under their license for certain treatments I was performing. So heaven forbid, if something went wrong, I was not taking full responsibility for that. And that was a really reassuring thing. Not that I ever would try to mess something up, but knowing that I was like, okay, this is not all on me. It also held me to a higher standard too, to not mess up because I did not ever want to disappoint the doctors, obviously, or anyone. And it it definitely kept you on your toes and also made you a little reassured that you had that backup if you needed it. What kind of treatments did you offer and get to kind of play around with that, you know, maybe an esthetician wouldn't get to do unless they were under a doctor? So I actually loved not not loved as in I would want to do it every day, but got super comfortable and that's like to my own horn good at like laser hair and the bonding that happens okay. when you are between someone's cheeks with a literal machine. I it's just unlike anything else. So many of my laser hair clients transferred into facial clients because we were in that yeah. room and they were in pain for so long that I would do it. I would talk about anything to distract them. And they were curious about it. They just never had an esthetician doing this treatment for them. So they never had someone they, they'd ask, well, what, what would you use? Like, I didn't know this wasn't normal to have this irritation after exfoliating. You know, it just one thing led to another in laser and we would chat the skincare realm. And the next thing I knew, all my laser clients, thankfully, now I still see them because after their series, a lot of them would fall off, they got their result, and they'd touch up as needed. And I was glad that I kind of got to keep some of them didn't have to say goodbye, because then they transitioned into another part of the business. And laser was a big one. Um, even in the very get-go, when I very first started for a shorter period of time, we did have an IPL laser too. I never got to really get into that, wish I would have, uh, but that's something that you would not be able to perform, at least in Illinois, without working under a physician's care, dermaplaning, that's a big one too. Uh, trying to think, certain depths of peels are not allowed mm -hmm. as well. So. 
there is, yes, a lot that I sadly had to part with when going out on my own, but I was glad I got the experience because that way I understood the skin from a medical grade is very much so get in there, rip the face off, get back to it. Thankfully, I think it also gave me a leg up being an esthetician doing these treatments because I understood more than just, all right, rip it off. Let's wreck it to build it back up. It, <laughs> it, I think, I, yeah, that, that helped uh, with some of those treatments kind of having a little bit of both sprinkled in there. What advice would you give to an esthetician who wants to get more into chemical peels? Yeah. Are there any just like practical or technique tips you would share? I would say choose a line that has a very good education program that comes along with it. For example, I absolutely still to this day worship VI peels. They have done what I have not seen from anything else peel-wise thus far, which I haven't tried all of them yet. So stay tuned. Not saying that, you know, it'll be the end-all be-all. I have so many to try. This little baby is just getting started. But I will say, though, (laughs) for example, VI's education in comparison to Glymed. Glymed has a lot more resources for me to refer back to, to learn going into it. Uh, Sure, maybe my VI rep and I talked a lot more. um, And she did come out originally, you know, the reps come out and they'll train you in the beginning. But after that, there's not exactly like a, Glymed has a full-blown library of resources. I have a podcast. I have a binder of protocols like from them that yeah you know it that was something that was very different between medical and I guess not holistic but just regular aesthetics in general there was only one way to do it the medical way you learn that one way and you don't deviate from that no matter what whereas obviously we know in our realm it is very there's a lot of gray space out there there's it's super gray everything's not black and white and so I feel that going into if you want to go into that setting I guess find um either places that have a lot of really good education to offer, you know, going into it, say when you are interviewing, obviously you want to tell them what you can do for them. That's you're trying to get the job. But I would ask when they do have questions, I never really had many to ask. Okay. Well ask them, you know, how will I be learning these treatments? I'll be performing. Does the brand that we use here at you guys' spa, provide education or am I being taught by someone else that works here because that that differentiates Mm -hmm. or makes it makes a difference and I I definitely feel that not that it's a bad thing at all but in the medical realm it's very much so you get taught by like a nurse or someone else there and they that's not their specialty. You know what I mean? Like they, their special specialty is most likely injecting or whatever it may be. And 
So they aren't as, they're never going to be as passionate about it as you are about it because it's your going to a medical setting, knowing no one will love the aesthetic side of it as much as you do. I I feel like it sounds bad or like not negative, but it sounds like, oh my God, what, why would I ever even want to go into it then? I just mean, I think that obviously I learned so much from that position and working there, but I also think that they learned so much from me because they were like, whoa, like they were not used to not, I was like, I can't consult same day, this kind of chemical peel. They need to be using like things beforehand. This is way too, you know, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. To just be jumping in with, with two feet. Throwing on anyone. And they were like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Wait, like, so they don't know things. They don't, you don't know what you don't know. And I mean that it went both ways. You know, I, I learned so, so much and saw so much that helped me be the esthetician I am today. And I also think that I helped them too for that kind of reason. So I guess go into it knowing that you are the expert in this arena. Obviously, you you don't know what doctors know. You know, don't be, don't get too antsy there. Like, or don't get too (laughs) feisty. Like, but know that too if you think hey like guys maybe we should do come with ideas come to the interview with ways on how you could actually you know benefit their med spa their uh that side of things for them which is their money maker you know like the med spa is what brings it in so if you can enhance that in some way prove that to them and show that to them in your interview. You know what I mean? It, I think it would go a long way. And I think that it would have been more of a hired on the spot kind of thing. The training and education you have going into an interview or, you know, to get the job is important, but be willing to learn. And that is, if you're open to learning and you look like you will throw yourself into what they have to teach you. I think that's super appealing to, to them, to a med spa or a, you know, plastic surgeon's office when it goes into what they're looking for. Especially because product is our bread and butter. I notice from going into Durham's offices or, you know, to go get a microneedling treatment, something like that. I'm like waiting for somebody to tell me the home care, tell me the post care. I'm easy to be sold to. So tell me something, give me some advice. Girl. I feel like that's such a missing, a missing huge moneymaker for these medical spas or doctor's offices. Bring in an esthetician who knows product. Yes. Because they don't want to sell. They, the doctors said it over and over again, and I don't blame them. They're physicians. They went to medical school. They're not here to sell you freaking skincare. They're, you know, that's not their thing. And it shouldn't have to be like, bring someone like us in and we can be such an asset to that environment and 
mixing what like the physicians, the nurses, the injectors, mixing what they know with like partnered to what us as as estheticians know, that's a that's a power couple there. That's a that's a good yep. mix. So well, and their patients need it. Yes. It's like yes. you can't you can't even get the most out of those expensive treatments oh. if somebody goes home well, and uses the wrong thing. I mean, my spa, my old spa manager and I would always see this because she was very immersed in all things aesthetics, even before myself worked there. Uh, People will spend thousands. They will, without blinking, spend thousands on injectables that day. And you can say, this is what's going to upkeep these results. In one out, ear out the other, girl. It just, I, I hope that that starts to click more. And like I said, I think it is out west and in mm-hmm. bigger cities and everything. People are really starting to understand that skin health plays so much of a part in how your bigger treatments and the injectables, how they last, how they look. Botox does not change your skin. It it it's not going to help your course. Uh, so I think, yes, it uh, definitely, it matters to have an esthetician in that kind of setting. I, I don't know what else to say besides, yeah, it, it's a big element that is not focused on. No, I think it's a disservice to clients. Yep patients. And okay, I know you had you had a big skin journey yourself, right, Alyssa? Do you want to take us through that? She was wild. You've been through a lot. And your skin is stunning. Oh my god, you're so sweet. Yes. And well not something I would love, yeah, I guess to touch on. I know I always say I have such an unpopular opinion of it. I watched, well, I watched my sister struggle her whole life with acne. I mean, I heard her, I'd be in Durham appointments too, like just because my mom, you know, had errands to run and I'm in there as well. Oh, here's, here's this goodbye in and out. One time I timed one, it was less than two minutes. It was a follow-up, but I mean, and I know, I know that, you know, they, I've seen what doctor schedules look like. They're beyond, beyond stretched thin, even when it doesn't come to dermatology. So I know at times it's probably not their fault, but I guess I always felt so lucky growing up because I had perfect skin always no matter what I did to it whereas she was always struggling even my dad like still to this day in his you know late 50s has acne which now I know we we know that I should have known my time was coming but I did not have an understanding of the skin and so was I was always you know going buck wild, never washing my face, or at least not with anything similar to yourself. I was super into like Ulta, the 
new and the latest, the greatest, all the things. Like it was fun for me. I liked it. I was interested in it because it was fun. Uh, but I never really had to care about my skin, to be honest, even when I was in the aesthetics industry until my, I decided to get off birth control at age 21. And, oh, goodness, girl. I mean, from then on, we figured out that was not only suppressing my acne, but my PCOS, endometriosis, all these things. And Mm -hmm. I stopped cold turkey and did not... I didn't have the education that I had now, even though I was an esthetician when this happened, it was very, very early on. I was a very much so still a baby SD and still learning the ropes myself, let alone acne. I was just trying to get comfortable touching faces when I like started, experience, started experiencing it. And long story short, I did the easy route and I got back on birth control partially because of it helping with the PCOS and keeping my cysts Mm -hmm. at bay, but also because it was quick and easy and it helped. So I was like, Oh, thank God. That was a close one. Wow. I almost had acne like for a long time. Okay. And then fast forward again and I got this was 2020, uh, the pandemic, and I had gotten an IUD placed. And so because that was what was going to help um, the other issues that I had going on better so than what I had been on for years and years and years. And I got that placed and I began experiencing oh gosh, acne that I had never cyst that I had hurt to sleep on. It was, it was all on my oddly neck slash jawline. It wasn't even necessarily, you know, on the face. Yeah. It, it was that classic, like hormonal, something was changing inside me and my skin was reflecting it. And that was when I finally feel like I had the time. I knew that I couldn't keep. Yes, I was. I began working with a dermatologist at that time, and we cycled through doxycycline, minocycline, you know, topical clindamycin, mm-hmm. topical tret, topical any and everything you can apply topically. Um, and it actually did because I had, I think, some background knowledge. Um, and a very nice routine that I, at this point, this was, you know, a few years later in life. And I was more educated now at this point. I did understand the importance of a healthy skin barrier and that you can't just strip your skin to the core in hopes that it kills the acne. And so I think that 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 in compare in combination with spironolactone actually uh, was a godsend for me again until it wasn't. It medication is, in my opinion, a very good. If you need to, how do I want to say it? 
catch your footing. A lot of times teams that are running around to 50 million different sports and they don't want to hear what you really necessarily have to say about skincare in depth, as in depth as they should pay attention to it. I think that things like, you know, for a short period of time, like minocycline and, uh, or in adult women like spironolactone, that, Mm -hmm. that could be a really nice complement to a really good routine because if I was just on the spironolactone, I don't think that that would have done it at all. Uh, it was barely doing it just on its own. Um, mm-hmm. But it was preventing at least cystic ones and peels really like VI and uh, Skin Medica at the time. Peels were a really big godsend too. And, and then, you know, you have to, things like minocycline, those aren't something you can stay on long term. That is a very much so a temporary, like, okay, let's try to get this under control. And if, once you get off of that, I it didn't get worse, I wouldn't say. Um, I know everyone's experience is different, but the cystic ones definitely came back. And I was honestly, I had tried every, which looking back, I had not. But I had thought I'd tried everything when it came to, you know, skincare, treatments, all the things. And I definitely wish I would have looked a little further and educated myself a little bit better because I did end up resorting to Accutane. I know that it's seen as the devil in our industry. And I know after just telling my story you're like yeah obviously medication for acne sucks like look at how much you had to go through and yes it is very uh it's a process the side there's side effects you need to be aware of a million percent but same with birth control i wish someone would have explained what was going to happen to me like they do with accutane um Accutane is very much so demonized, and I know why. I know that the risks are astronomical with it. However, I had an extremely good experience with it um, until I started experiencing, and my derm was very much amazing about it. I started experiencing, once we did get to the highest dosage, because it is something you work up to, I did experiencing... I did start experiencing side effects to where we couldn't proceed with, I fell one month short of completing like my cycle with Accutane because she started noticing side effects that she was like, this is where we end it. Like, we're going to cut it off. Mm -hmm. You'll see your general practitioner ensure this is something you can continue on with. It was, but at that time it had really worked and ran its course for me. Um, And we didn't get back on it. I now manage my acne because that's also the thing. Accutane is not a cure. That's also something to consider. Don't think you will go on this and you will never break out again. Everyone still, I get DMs being like, I thought you did Accutane. Why are you saying you have a pimple? Um, there is no cure for acne. 
no matter how hard we wish there was, even that is not a cure. But, but people are like, then why would you ever risk it? (sighs) You are blessed to have to question why someone would risk it because you've never been there. And, and I wish that more people were open about it, not because medication is the way by any means, but the amount of people that reached out to me and clients and people, yeah, clients of mine that I never knew were on it, but they were so scared to ever mention to me that they had done such a thing. I Mm. definitely feel that throughout my acne journey and all the trials and tribulations I tried, even if they weren't ideal or everyone's cup of tea, I'm very glad I did it. Even though I, yeah, I wish I maybe would have found, not saying, who knows, we can't predict what would have happened, but I think face reality could have got me to a point where I was more comfortable in breaking out normally instead of statistically and very in an uncontrollable way. I think it could have managed it a lot more to where I maybe didn't need to resort to the strongest of strong. But I also don't think that people that do should be shamed for it. I wish there was more yeah. acceptance about it in the aesthetic openness. Industry. And that's why, yes, that's why even conversations like this are so important yeah. because if somebody has never had that personal experience with Accutane and all they hear, you know, cycling through the community is yeah. that's horrible. It's bad. Why wouldn't you try skincare? And I, but at the same time, we we know oh. mental health is important. Yes. And I, I just feel like since I've never been to that, I've I've dealt with acne. Don't get me wrong, but yes. I've, I've never been personally in that position. So I would never pass judgment on anyone else and it is helpful for a lot of people and don't get me wrong I I very much so I think that in some cases medication for short-term purposes never saying that this should be the only thing you know people consider when trying to clear their acne Mm -hmm. if if they are they there are some that have truly tried so many amazing professional lines, professional treatments. They do everything down to the temperature of water. And still they are, oh my God, their skin is just like something that even sometimes you can't touch as an esthetician because genuinely you'd be doing them a disservice. You'd be spreading so much, much bacteria just by like even touching Mm. it. So I do extracting I don't touching, yeah. I don't think I was to that position where I should have resorted to it I definitely think pressure to look perfect as an esthetician heavily influenced mm-hmm. mine but if I could give if people could take away one thing from my journey I'd definitely say uh worry about or research into birth control as hard as you research into those acne meds that everyone warns you about because absolutely i yeah. i think we need to give our body a chance to figure itself out don't get me wrong again i have to be on birth control it it has to be a thing there there are some that yes they don't get the option uh sadly but 
if you can, if you aren't having, if you don't have a condition like PCOS, if you aren't having periods that debilitate you, maybe try letting your, you know, body figure out its own cycle and your skin work through things on its own. It won't be comfortable the whole time. You won't be clear the entire time, but I think that is a much more long-term clearing or way to clearing than just hoping these medications work. You need a good routine. Even if you're trying medications mm-hmm. for acne, you need a routine and derms can't spend the time to, like you said earlier, totally. they can't spend totally. the time to make sure you're using your trap properly. Make sure you yes. are not going out in the sun after even like x y and z peel because even though you're not visibly visibly peeling that's a no um i think i think there's a lot that i I don't know i could talk about that for days oh i know we'll definitely have to do another episode i fully fully agree it's there's so many conversations i wish i could have with you know patients who had gone on certain medications that they just didn't get that education they didn't get to have that I always wish skincare could come first but I agree there's there's a place for medication and it's very easy to say that's bad for example I think I've shared a little bit about perioral dermatitis we all hear yes and no antibiotics are not good for us no when you get to that place where your skin is on fire it's covered with bumps it's spreading and you've done spreading to your eyes yes and you've done you have followed you've tried the things like good skincare on it you know any other remedies that you could possibly try for it Absolutely. And at some point that, that honestly showed me a lot of, you know, to be in that desperate position where if there's a pill and it's going to help. Because it is desperation. It is, you're crying, you're crying in the dermatologist's office about it. It is not, I'm sure some people go in and be like, put me on Accutane and they've never even done a medication, but most people including myself, did not ever want to or think they would ever have to resort to something that detrimental to your body to make them feel okay in their own skin. Just okay. Like, let alone, you know, it's not, it's not always about the acne. It's about how you are. Mental health. Yes. It ties to it so closely hydrofacial yes hugely popular I know you are an expert yes what can you say about it would you recommend it what are any tips for somebody looking to buy one and considering it I know it is extremely easy for me to get on here and say it is a must because I was blessed enough to be able to afford one obviously that's the biggest reason I think that people don't um it is an extremely high price tag. Even the tabletop version of it, their original design was in the 20 grand um, range, somewhere around there, let alone the new brand new device. Starting point was 43,000 for him. Um, 
However, I know. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, so I do, will. Do they have like refurbished ones? I will say um, the issue with the refurbished is I don't know that it is protected under warranty any longer if you go that route. I would have to double check because they, Hydrofacial themselves, from my knowledge, do not sell refurbished versions of them. However, I would recommend if this is something that you don't go willy-nilly investing in this. If you if I did not know that I had a clientele going into this for hydrofacial, never in my flipping life would I have thrown that much into it from the jump, just starting out. Okay, maybe if I had all the money in the world, I would have. Uh, but starting out, make sure you have a clientele for that before jumping right into it. Uh, or at least interest to, you know, if everyone's wanting it, okay, then maybe pull the trigger. Personally, me, I could not have went solo without it. Uh, that sounds kind of crazy. And I know that I had it a little bit easier because I was able to put so much down to make my monthly payment smaller. But that is an option. They have they not only have payment plans through Hydrofacial themselves, but they have a separate financing uh, partnership they do through Tandem. And that's even longer than a year. I chose a year, 0% interest through Hydrofacial. I put a certain amount down and then now pay monthly for the next year. Um, there are, I mean, you can go through Tandem and you can get two years, three years, you know, at zero to an extremely low interest rate. So I know a lot and bless their freaking souls. They are absolute miracles i i don't know that i've had i would have the guts and like trust myself enough but there are a lot of solo estheticians that do it just straight up and they can barely put in a put a down payment down and they know that going into it but they'll pay the few i mean to put it into perspective i went with a sendeo originally the price tag was forty three thousand. I did, if you get these devices, and this goes for any devices, I don't know if all estheticians know this, go to a trade show, go on the last day, and you're going to be, be able to finagle that price significantly lower um, than what the price tag is for, because they don't want to take that stuff home. They don't want to have to haul all of that. That's a hot tip. And that does not, that, that doesn't look good on them if they didn't sell all their, that they brought to the trade show, you know? So let's just say okay. they're a little bit willing to budge more. And that is something I think because the price tag is so high, you can kind of work with them on it. And we worked with them, um, obviously tax on something like that, delivery, all these okay. things add okay. up, uh, still ended up at 35K out the door, despite any, you know, talking. 
that was their elite model was what we had at my old space. And that was the cost of an elite model when we purchased. So I felt, I was like, you know what? That's good enough for me. I, I need it either way. Like, and they know how much of a household name it is. And they know we don't need it, need it. But me personally, I just, it was something that I provide so often. I, I needed it. I did. And so I put 20 grand down up front and I get like, I shake even talking about it. I'm shaking for you. I, I almost threw up um, watching people stop like it is the perfume section in Nordstrom's and just buy one. I, I was almost puking before, before I went into the trade show. I was like sick. Like I, my husband had to literally do all the talking for me because I was so, I couldn't believe that I was doing that. And um, my monthly payment is around the $1,200 range. And that's so that I'm on track to pay it off in a year. I will say okay. it has been worth it 10 times over. And I know I've not been open long, but the return on investment is, it's scary, but it is astronomical. Um, it is. Can I ask a question yes. about treatment? Okay. Yes. Does it treat all grades of acne? That's what I actually don't even know. Is it good for all grades? Or would you say more blackheads? I see it as, I see it as like people claim lasers are for all skin types, not all lasers are for all skin types. I would not, I will say though, still, if they, I'd say if they were grade three or grade four, I wouldn't go near them with physical exfoliation as it was. However, it actually works wonders on inflammation because of the LED light in there. There are now, there are boosters and certain things you can tailor to clients that have a lot of like inflamed raised lesions versus just blackheads. I feel like it is for any acne client as long as, but if once it comes a certain point to where you could, don't get me wrong, it would not be worth it for them money-wise. What they're paying for, you know, you could finagle it and you could customize it and tailor it to them even if they were a grade three or four. Let's get you clearer first and then let's move to that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but no, it even if they do have quite a bit of inflamed acne, it's not always what I would start with depending on the person, but it is incredible for any almost any acne type i would say the only thing though okay. again you kind of have to adjust your treatment accordingly and also i would say rosacea patients be very not cautious but i feel like this should be a no-brainer all suction settings get turned down. Everything is different when it's with those clients. You need to adjust according to everyone's skin. And I do feel that hydrofacial is extremely customizable in a sense that it 
it can adjust to a lot. I would not go as far to say, I wouldn't say any treatment's good for all skin types, to be honest, unless it was like a general facial that you could completely change, you know, at all points. Because even peels, I'm like, uh, some, some types, I wouldn't go there, but it is definitely good for, I'd say, 90% of people okay. would be candidates okay. for it. That's good to know. And speaking of acne, I did want to touch on face reality a little <gasps> bit because I know you're certified and I oh, hear such great things from you. Girl. Tell me what makes like the boot camp so worth it. What what makes the products the go-to for an acne patient? Affordable. Okay. Affordability is was everything okay. to me because being at a plastic surgeon's office, everyone always said, I wish I could come see you. I wish I had the money for that. So affordable because if you're following it to a T, the acne boot camp, they are purchasing things extremely often and treating very often, as often as every two weeks. So in face reality's mind, they made their products more affordable so that it wasn't breaking the bank every because you do need to purchase more often they are a little bit smaller sizes not always but for some um i the affordability for one everyone when i tell them the price they cannot believe it and are like oh my god i can have a skincare routine now like everyone's like whoa they're just blown away and for it to be this quality and be that cost mm. i'm just like what is mm. going on here i it is right. still blowing like my why mind. why purchase CeraVe like, when you could get face reality girl i at that's smart where that's i was smart. i was always recommending CeraVe because the treatment the medical grade treatment products and the treatments we were doing were so freaking aggressive we just needed something to like be gentle and be nice to their skin that I was recommending CeraVe so much. And I'm like, I'm throwing money out the window for myself. That's throwing money out the window. And it's still not perfect. I was just trying to find something close. And I wish I would have known more about face reality then because it's not just for acne. If someone is looking for an extremely simple, straight to the point routine, the amount of resources that they have available, not only for us as estheticians, obviously their course is so in depth. I failed it three times before passing. So I was blown away by the education of it, but also it, it's the education. You said this, I think on your most recent podcast, uh, to us, the order of application, what? Like, what do you mean you don't know where to use that? We that we can tell you where to use it in our sleep. They don't know. Clients don't know that. Don't know, yeah. Face reality literally has, oh, it's actually almost on the overwhelming side, how specific they get. Even they have like a timetable of how long it should take you to run out of products. I mean, it's. It is down to the pump or the actual size of what you should be using. 
I really think it's their education, mm. their affordability, and then obviously their efficacy. I'm only just trialing their acne boot camp at this point with some of my close clients. I actually do just sell it in retail. Um, if clients do want to purchase it, I know that not all face reality providers will do that. However, I don't always provide the information given to acne boot camp clients. Um, like, for example, poor clogging list, lifestyle and supplement recommendations and adjustments. Uh, there, there's so many others that they include. I don't necessarily give them as much education for free going into mm -hmm. it because eventually when I mm -hmm. determine how I want to run my acne boot camp, because every face reality provider is different, they will be the ones getting full access to every resource because they're coming in more often. They're checking in with me so regularly that like, I know what their poop schedule is basically at that point. <laughs> like it is, it's in depth, it is dedication. And so that is something different about me, I guess, to where I do let people, why keep this good of a line from someone who's geared towards anti-aging but can't find a cleanser gentle enough to use in their routine? So that's mm. how I kind of approach it. I know that's not every um, face reality expert's approach to it, but it has been working beautifully, even though not everyone's on acne boot camp. I have had an overwhelmingly great response thus far. And I'm not going to lie, it, I cannot keep it on the shelf. I genuinely, like, it's almost annoying, actually, um, wow. how... I'm always out of something and I order so yeah. many. I mean, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot easier for people to stomach. Um, but mm -hmm. there are limits. Not one line is for everyone. I like to cherry pick from a few different. I have his clinical and Glymed in office too, just because it's not, it's not the end all be all for everything, but for acne, it'd take a lot to convince me that there's something else after I've seen what I've seen in such a short period of time. No, that's amazing though. And the, the accessibility, I yes. feel like we needed like that, that gap was missing in professional skincare. So. And, and I'm not saying Glymed's, Glymed's not uh, outrageous though. There are definitely other affordable ones, right. but this is like affordable it's beyond belief. Midpoint. It's a, yes. I say like face reality. Glymed's kind of mid and then is clinicals like my pricier one and luxury and yes yeah. you'll 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 see why when you compare I have to I don't know because I'm crazy like that when I'm out of my face reality moisturizer I'm cutting the top off and getting the last <laughs> amount out there would never be an issue like that with his clinical because even their gosh darn bottles have a device mechanism that has been tested and designed to get every single drop out of that product. So there are little right. compromises, you know, that come with the price point, mm -hmm. but not, not like I've ever had to make before. There are very few compromises, I'd say, with it. Yeah. Also just very simple packaging. When you do like yeah. screen printing with one color, it is more affordable. They, they kind of like push the envelope, but not too much to where people are like, what the? Cause you know, yeah. if it's too out there, if I'm selling someone like snail 
poop in a spray. Everyone's going to be like, Alyssa, what? It's going to be hard for them. Skincare is already hard for them to wrap their head around. I feel like face reality is easy. It's digestible. Totally, totally. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, my last question for you, Alyssa, is three things you would recommend for somebody opening up a treatment room. Like three of your favorites. It could be, it could even be like your wallpaper, you know, any little thing. I would say, this is um, one that people probably wouldn't think of. Um, My Opal House oil diffuser from Target. I'm not kidding. It plays music. It lights up. It diffuses oil. It it does everything. It's remote controlled. You can control it from like behind you if someone's not vibing with that music. You can fill it with whatever oil you prefer. It just adds to the environment. And it was, I think, $40. It, It was very inexpensive. It's very easy to clean. Everything like that. Um, okay. Second would be a comfy treatment table. You and I were chatting about that. No one wants to get on your treatment table and hear it creep. Don't, don't be cheap and make them think they're too big for your table because you did not go in on a decent table. Like it, it really makes a difference. It makes a difference. They, they, they can tell when it's a good one or not a good one, I guess. Also, just like psychologically, like you were saying, when your clients come in and they're just like, this is the comfiest thing ever. Yes. Think about how excited they're going to be to rebook with you because it's a relaxing, like safe haven it, for them. Think about it. It is where they are sitting and where they are the entire treatment. If it's not comfortable, that's all they're going to be thinking in the back of their head is, wow, my skin looks great, but my back is killing me. Or killing think me. of yourself as an esthetician. If you can't adjust that bed and you're bending over, we're already bending over. No matter how adjustable or nice your bed is, you're still going to do some bending. But if you invest in one, mine was from Spawn Equipment. Um, and yeah, I thought it was it was beyond worth the money. And okay, the third thing, I guess, it would be those, the glow towels. Oh, we lost an AirPod. Yes, I can. Got it. Okay, the glow towels by Casey Boone. We were, uh, yeah, chatting about that. And they truly do the size of them in comparison to other towels that try to be like that, how they are fit for your decollete and face. Face Reality actually even has some, and I tried. it. not the same. Do it, invest, and do the glow towels. Yeah, we love Casey. Casey knows what's up. Those towels are like so buttery and just luxurious. Also, they don't shed. It's the little things. They don't shed. That is a big Mm -hmm. thing. They don't shed. So many more questions for you. So please, Alyssa, come back to us. We'll do another episode. You're welcome anytime. Where can we find you on social media? Please go check out Alyssa's page. (laughs) It's gorgeous. Your graphic design experience shows. That makes sense now that you've told me. That's why you're so amazing at the graphics. We'll have to do an episode on how you do those too. Oh, I would. Where can we find you? I would love that. You can find me at, I use (laughs) Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, the Illinois Estee. Um, E-S-T-I. I I know it should be a Y, 
but my OCD does not want there to be anything hanging, especially a little tail of a Y. I don't know why. Just yeah. So it's Alyssa the Illinois SD. Uh, and then also my studio at Liss Skin Studio. Instagram is the best place. And that is, yeah, kind of where I do all of my posting and where y'all can see my services and everything of that good sort. Yes. What what city are you in in case somebody's listening? I am in Bloomington, Illinois. Bloomington Normal. It's kind of one of those right on top of each other. My studio is technically located in Normal. Okay. I know you have a wait list, but just in yeah, case. Yeah. And, and, and I have instructions on how to sign up on both Instagrams, too, in case anyone's unsure. Amazing. Okay. We'll link your website, all your socials. Well, even let's do like, we'll link the things you yeah. talked about. I'll send you so the list so that resources. you have them. Yes. Oh, Thank perfect. you so much for having me, Tess. You make you make people too comfortable. I'm just spilling my soul over here. <laughs> no, please. I wanted you to be comfortable. You guys, we started out <laughs> a little nervous and we recorded like three episodes. Yes, so we just at this point, I think we were just like ready. We're good. We were ready. And I still I still long-winded but anyways thank you if you listened and made it to this point and Tess thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on here and just chat some things with you you are so welcome anytime Alyssa we loved having you thanks everyone for listening I will talk to you guys next week <laughs> I don't know how Boom. you, I don't know okay, how I don't you know do how this stop it.